talked about the trolls. It's the podcast name. You get it. We get it. Honestly, at first I was a little bit hesitant, Matt, to use the name Don't Feed the Trolls because I thought it sounded kind of negative, which is pretty ironic. Yes, it is because it's not negative. Don't feed the trolls means don't give the trolls in your life power. Don't let them grow big enough to wound you. The more we podcast, the more we are carving out what this podcast is, what it means to the listener, and what our goals are. And so far, the context in which we've been using the term troll, quote unquote, has been external. Like those internet trolls out there trying to provoke us with comments and stuff. And so that might be what you think the name means when you hear it for the first time. But what about the trolls inside of us? What about the worst troll of all? The one within. What is, what is the inner troll, Nate? Well, let's talk about it. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Nate. And we want to welcome you to Don't Feed the Trolls. A podcast where we discuss trending topics, art, and culture. Through the lens of our experiences touring the world and creating art vocationally. We hope to bring topics out of the minefield of the comments sections. And into the sphere of reasonable dialogue. Thank you for listening. Welcome to Don't Feed the Trolls, a podcast where we overcome all of life's problems in just under an hour each week. But first... Don't read the trolls, the segment where we read some of your messages. Beautiful. So uh, you got the first one, Matt. Take it. You can email us at don't email the trolls at gmail.com. We read everything. Jordan A writes, just listen to your Modest is Hottest podcast and really loved all the discussion. The desire to remove shame as a motivation for people's actions really resonated with me. Thanks, Jordan. Awesome. It resonates with me too. And David E says, how about you talk about the intellect Sorry. and how you talk about it? And how you talk about it is so intelligent. <laughs> I think the stuff you talk about is interesting, and how you talk about it is intelligent and productive. Wow, it seems like we're just selecting the ones that aren't trolling us. Like, well, these are just the nice ones. We're going to talk about the trolls in we'll a second, because we trolls. got trolled this week. Nobody cares about this fluff. Brandon R. says, I'm now in my later 20s, and I can't seem to just do it, and just pick up the guitar and start learning. Any tips on how to keep driven and to better yourself in a creative aspect? Nate, do you have... An answer for that? I mean, I think we did a whole podcast on it. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> I mean, no, I think this is tough. You have to just... You just do it. Yeah. I mean, there's no there's no secret trick to get yourself motivated to do it. If you want to do something, do it. And if you don't want to, dick around on your phone. Who cares? <laughs> it's up to you. <laughs> yeah, it is up to you. I think that's the thing is there is no simple solution to just doing it. For instance, a couple days ago, I said, I want to make a viral video. I just did it. You did it. You did it. Took all morning. And then and it uh, went viral. And then in 24 hours, uh, over a million people saw it, which is awesome. And one last email, and we'll talk about that. Jake W. says, what made you decide to address these specific issues? How do you prepare for these topics? Most of our specific issues are based on what we're discussing online. How do we prepare? Uh, we just read stuff and then go, hey, that would be a good, uh, good episode. I probably have 10 of those a day. We could make a lot of podcasts. <laughs> If we got actually paid to make them. Yeah, uh, exactly. Which leads me to our next topic. Uh, we have a new patron, Joe from the Real Life Podcast. How cool. Uh, thanks, guys, at the Real Life Podcast. Uh, we have a podcast who supports a podcast. That's great. Uh, we now have seven patrons, and uh, very soon we'll be posting uh, some exclusive patron-only episodes and content on our activity wall at patreon.com slash trolls. One episode we have recorded is an interview uh, with Matt Hoops, who was in our Modest is Hottest episode about media addiction, and we think it's 
pretty interesting. So we'll be posting that exclusively for our seven patrons. Since our list of patrons is so small, Nate, do you want to personally thank all of them? This goes out to Luke Rogers, Jake Whitaker, Koei Hart, Christian Bruins, The Real Life Podcast, Alexander Layton, and Mary McDonald, Matt's mom. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. So thanks. Thanks to that's all of my, our patrons. That's my ad voice. If that was very good. Big enough. Yeah, there you go. That was very good. This week, we're talking about the inner troll, Nate. That is true. That inner <laughs> troll. You can't even find him to kill him. He's hiding <laughs> behind every nook and cranny inside of your brain, your heart, wherever. The one mm. who chimes in whenever we want to create something or love someone or forgive ourselves or others. Yes, that troll, in this case, chimes in. Little thoughts in your head or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not with comments, but with ants. And uh, that is not physical ants climbing around on your sugary donut that you left on the table. <laughs> that is what Dr. Daniel Amen says is automatic negative thoughts. Automatic negative thoughts are the internal comments that say you're not good enough, you don't have anything to offer, or simply force you to focus on the negative aspects of life. So I've made an unofficial New Year's resolution because those always don't work. <laughs> <laughs> but this time I decided I'm not going to make it like a point. I'm just going to say I'm not going to be negative. And it's three months in. I feel my brain is getting rewired. I feel like I'm not having these stress responses. And that inner troll, he's not as loud. Do you know the voice or the sound or the the comments your inner troll makes? Yeah. I mean, I feel like mine's associated with this just like slight anxiety. Like I had a little too much coffee. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like That's this me little, every like, day. It feels... Negative? It it does. I mean, you know, my sister was calling me the other night and she was upset about something. And I said, I think you're upset because you're upset. And right. she goes, what? I'm like, you're upset that this thing is upsetting you when it shouldn't upset you. Right, right, right. It's the conscious of being conscious, human nature, right? You're aware of being aware. That's that's the, the highest level of uh, consciousness that we're at right now. So you're upset at being upset. Yes. Just proving your that- own humanity. It's that inner troll. It's that thing that's going, you shouldn't be frustrated about this, but you are. <laughs> right, 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 right. And it's just laughing at us. And, and in this case, it's actually like a little little tiny guy with long hair, like a real <laughs> like a little troll. And it's just laughing in your ear. It's your inner but troll. troll. Sarai came on our podcast, and she shared her personal experiences on episode six, which was the Modest is Hottest podcast. Well, she wrote a blog um, that was uh, basically "Don't feed the trolls, even if the troll is you." And it's it's a it's a lot more about the uh, the inner troll, uh, which speaks out whenever you are sharing a piece of you, a piece of your own experience. And uh, she wrote this blog that we shared on our Facebook page. She talks about how she's been on a few podcasts where she shared her own experiences, and uh, she says in her blog that uh, her friend uh, told her some advice that was. What I use at the top of the show, you are the only expert in your experience. So um, it's one of those. It's yeah, it's sort of saying, you know, the inner troll will come out when you're sharing a piece of yourself and say, who are you? You're not good enough. Um, You're not an expert. But the truth is, you are the only expert in your uh, your personal experience. And whenever you share that, there will be some negative resistance, right, Nate? Like whenever you're putting yourself out there, you'll feel some sense of, ooh, I don't know if I'm my experience is good enough or I mean, I'm just thinking about starting this podcast and having to become more okay with putting myself out there. 
And like she said, you know, like nervous that I'm not an expert. Because right. I mean, really, I'm I'm just this band guy who makes videos. And, yeah, what and are makes we? Jokes. We're not experts, you know. It's yeah, like, because we believe that any sort of comment that we get, um, where people are like, "Oh, this is pop psychology," or "This is you know feigning intellectualism," we go, "Oh, yeah, they're right. We don't really have much to offer." Yeah, someone wrote that on our iTunes. <laughs> we're not. Ex- yeah, we're not. Yeah, we're not. And and they sort of confirm that inner trolls dialogue. Yeah, and someone and the same guy said that the sound production's like okay slash not good <laughs> and i was like hey dude i can gladly not spend hours editing these things i would love to do that yeah Just record my voice and throw it out there but that's like, like in your own head you have that inner troll that says i'm not good enough to be able yep. to do this and then someone names it and it just confirms it for you you know yeah and so you yeah. don't want it you don't want to experience any of the comments that come along with putting yourself out there because you just feel like they're going to confirm for you what your inner troll is saying. And the whole point of don't feed the trolls is don't feed the inner troll. Part of that is addressing what the inner troll is when it rears its ugly head, so to speak. It's ugly peach fuzzed head. One thing Sarai said in her blog that I thought was really cool, the troll will speak up when you're sharing your own personal experience, not necessarily when Hmm. you're sharing something theoretical. But uh, she says, your experience is yours. And in fact, you are an expert. Some people won't agree with you. Yes, even about your experience. They will question you, argue with you, put you down, and try to silence you. Your only job, your only responsibility is to keep sharing. Share without fear. Share without shame. Share without embarrassment. The more you share your experience and your own expertise on your own story, the more you allow people to do the same. So it's about giving people permission to share themselves and be vulnerable. So our act of vulnerability allows other people to be vulnerable and inspires other people to do the same. And that's valuable in itself. You know, we put ourselves out there for, uh, for people to like label and name our inner trolls and confirm for us all of our own negative thoughts in hopes that other people will do the same. And the dialogue of culture will shift. I think it's funny because I've been on both sides of this. I've been on YouTube going, who in the, heck do these people think they are yeah like, posting these stupid videos and then i go wait i make videos why aren't i doing this they're making money off these stupid videos that they like to make <laughs> yeah, yeah and i'm just sitting at home on my computer saying you are stupid right right in that case i'm stupid because <laughs> i'm not making the videos they're just expressing themselves and so what i mean some people can use like negativity to draw their business and make and whatever right and you can Shame on that, maybe, if they're, like, posting videos of them beating up homeless people to make money or whatever. I don't know. There's negativity in the world, and I don't think you should support that. But what I'm saying is, like, I go, oh, that video's not that good. I can make it better. We'll make it better. Sure, go ahead. Do it. No one's stopping you. Exactly. And And that's the thing is that if you live in the negativity where you're criticizing other people's work, it doesn't make you produce anything until you go oh, that's good, and people like that, but I can do better. That's a positive aspect. That's not saying, that's not putting someone else down. It's just saying, I'm going to do that. And it's exactly. positive. You're producing at that point as opposed to reducing uh, the work of other people. Yeah, I mean, I, I was thinking about that last night. I was like, should I share this on my Facebook page that I made this Donald Trump slash sure. Biff He says video. the word shit in it. So you have a lot of like family members that probably won't appreciate that. Yeah, and I'm like, well, Donald Trump says it. <laughs> it's not like you. Uh, about blowing people up like human beings. <laughs> blowing the shit so out of them. Yeah, I think was... this needs to be called to attention that's to such the world. A good, that's such a good soundbite. 
Oh, dude. I mean, I, I, what I'm saying is like there is this perception of myself that I want to harbor and protect, and I don't want right. people to know who I really am, and I'm embarrassed about it. If the real me comes out, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to share without fear. And that's beautiful, Nate. And I think that that's <laughs> the key to what we're trying to do with this podcast is share just our personal experiences, even though we're not experts. Although, as Sarai Johnson tells us, we are experts in our own experiences, and so we're sharing those. But if you're an expert, make your own podcast, and I'll listen to it. Yeah, sure, right? man. I'd love to hear everyone's experience, and that's what we do. We listen to lots of podcasts and, and, and get a lot of input from a, from a variety of different experiences, and that's, that's how you live in a, a well-informed, nuanced to life. So uh, what are these ants? Well, yeah, these let's talk about Dr. Amen. Um, <clears throat> I, I first uh, was introduced to him on PBS. And I, I'm sorry if people are into psychology out there and this is pop psychology. My wife's read this book by Dr. Amen called Change Your Brain, Change Your Life. She's found it really helpful. And I found it helpful to be able to identify what your inner troll is. He calls the, the voice of the inner troll is an ant or an automatic negative thought which is something that pops those. in the second you go, sure, the second you say, I'm going to do this, you think, oh, here's all these automatic reactionary thoughts that say you can't or you shouldn't or you won't. These are negative thoughts that just jump right in. And often they kill your plans. They kill your goals and they kill your dreams. They kill your life. Nate, you talked about like this year choosing positive thoughts. Can you go into like a bit about what it takes in internally in your brain? The last three or four years, I've struggled with negativity. Moving to Nashville, trying to figure out what, what does life look like after I'm in a full-time band, and I've realized I've just been kind of negative. Negative to people, negative to other my friends. It's like success, in a sense. Right. Like, realizing life has been a competition in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm trying to climb over other people to get to the top, and I can't be happy for anybody else. And... If my friend posts something on Instagram, I'm going, ugh, lame. And I'm just like, <laughs> why the negative? Yeah. And, I, and really, I'm just looking inside going, it's about everything. It's about, hey, my wife goes, you want to go to the zoo tomorrow? And I'm like, oh, we're going to have to bring the kids and the strollers and the, you know, and it's just everything. And I got to the point where I'm like, no, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to be the old man sitting on his porch with a shotgun pissed at anybody walking by. That's what happens. Right. Everyone knows the cool old guy that's amazing. Yeah. He spent his whole life about being about others. And everyone knows the cranky old bastard <laughs> right. that nobody wants to be around. And they didn't just wake up one day deciding no. to be that way. It was a choice over time. And they slowly, I think right. their brains slowly get darker and full of cobwebs. Right. Or cleaner and more angelic. Right. More uplifting to other it. people. Right. And it's a choice. And so how do you choose it? Like... When those automatic negative thoughts about people or things jump into your head, what are you doing cognitively to, like, fight that? Well, I can't really explain it. But you know how you feel when the sun comes out? Yeah. It's just the sun is shining on your back, and it's, like, 68 degrees, and it's perfect. Right. Maybe you're a 72 degrees kind of guy, but whatever. And you just have this, like, a little bit of endorphins going. You're feeling good. Life's great. It's, like, springtime. I'm trying to tell myself that's how it is. All the time. Right. I wake up, like life is good. I get to do the things I want right. to do. I'm not like dying in a wheelchair or something. Right. Gratitude. I've got my health. Yes. Gratitude. And, and saying like, look, 
I got a house over my head. Right. I've got food in the fridge. Like everything's great. Well, that's the thing is that we look at other people online, you know, through the, through the windows of our phones at Instagram feeds or Twitter yeah. feeds or Facebook or whatever. And we're looking at their lives like we want that and we're jealous of that. And so we're kind of like, mm-hmm. screw you for throwing your perfect life in my face. And it's a negativity. And then, but the, the question is, do you really want their life? Like, then you wouldn't yeah. have your life. And there are things in your life to that are good that you can be thankful for and that's definitely like where gratitude comes into play as as a weapon against these ants you know i think some people have it worse than others like you know some people are addicts to alcohol or whatever and they can't even be around it right why are you talking about I think, me i think I'm i know i mean you just need to put the booze down bro <laughs> I'm just kidding just put down the booze and pick up the bible and you'll be all right right, bro. right you know I think that some people are addicts, and I would say that when it comes to negativity, I'm, like, pretty damn close. Right. Like, I can find something negative in everything. I don't always put it out there, but internal, there's this there's this battle going on. And yeah. so... That's 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 the thing in the, in the book, you know, when uh, synapses are firing in your head, um, the more they fire, the closer they grow together. And so these you create these pathways in your brain um, to certain... Um, portions Mm. of your brain or parts of your brain so the automatic negative thoughts are actually conditioned over time like you said with the old guys the cranky one and the and the one that makes everybody laugh Uh, one way to kill your ants is write it down. When, write it down. When those automatic negative thoughts start tumbling around in your mind, write them down and clearly identify them. And I think what this is doing is it's rewiring your brain because the automatic negative thoughts come from like your limbic system, which is your lizard. It's your lower brain. It's your lizard brain. And they're very emotional mm. and, and very powerful and you can't control them. But when you write it down, you're using your cognitive neocortex and you're um you're using that to identify it and suddenly you're rewiring your brain to move to your frontal cortex so so writing them down is a good practice because it gets you out of that state of negativity number two is investigate ask yourself are these thoughts even true uninvestigated thoughts can lead us to act in harmful ways yeah that's i find that's totally true and that's another way to to rewire your brain because when you're asking yourself verbally if the thoughts are true you're also using your neocortex you're using your most advanced part of your brain and uh that's like what cognitive behavioral therapy does like cbt will do that it's moving you away from these old ancient paths into a more cognitive approach. That's been something my wife's been doing to me. She'll kind of basically ask me these questions to get me to think, like, is this true or not? Right. She's naturally more of a positive person, right. which I married up in that regard. Well, I mean, because... we, we all marry opposites for different reasons. My, I'm probably the positive one, and my wife is probably more negative. But she's also realistic, and she plans ahead, and she's, you know. Yeah. But moving away from... Um, being wired to be naturally negative is important for people who are naturally negative to do. Um, yeah. You can be realistic without being negative. If you don't get to the bottom of the bottom of the bottom, right? you know, if you don't really realize, if you can't step outside of yourself and say, hey, I'm negative right now, okay, I'm negative. And then, you know, your inner trolls clap for you a little bit like, 
Yay, Yay. you admitted something. Yeah. All right, cool. And you're like, all right, sit down, trolls. Sit down, trolls. I don't hate you. L- listen up. <laughs> listen up. Are you even true what you're saying right you're now? You're not like, even nah. real. <laughs> yeah. No, we don't even exist. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, it's like that movie, A Beautiful Mind. Right. Where he just has to make friends with the trolls. Right. And say, okay, you're my friends. Yeah. But no, you can't come in here today. We're, you're going to hang outside the classroom. Right. I'm going to go do my, my job. Yeah. And you're just going to stay outside. Yeah, exactly. Like, you have to have the ability to realize they're there. Right. And we all have them. Right. And that movie's a great metaphor of like sure the inner troll oh, just absolutely. follows you around yeah on a on a massive you know psychosis level schizophrenic sure. level but like we all have this negative voice in, in us so uh number three is dr Amon says talk back to your inner trolls to your automatic negative thoughts if you discover that these negative thoughts are false talk back to them tell these thoughts you know they aren't true so- <laughs> it's funny because that's <clears throat> What I just said to do, I didn't even read the yeah. third point. It's kind of like you um. <laughs> you look right at it and you go, you're not real. <laughs> you're not real, man. You're not even real. Hey, where's Dwight? You didn't hear? Decapitated. Whole big thing. We had a funeral for a bird. I'm pretty sure none of that's real. You're not real, man. That's some serious power to say that. To, sure. To look into the face of your inner devil and say... right. Eh, you ain't got nothing. Right. So you write it down. Number one, you write it down. You clearly identify what they are. Two, you investigate. Ask yourself, is it even true? Three is talk back. So once you realize, okay, it's not entirely true what I'm thinking here, you tell the thoughts they're false. You talk back to them. And that's just all keeping everything in the different part of your brain, in the part of your brain that's more better equipped to be reasonable, rational, and, and healthy. Is this, a, is this something that creative people suffer from the most, do you think? Well, I don't know. Or... I mean, I think I'm, I'm from the school of thought that says everybody has a higher self or a higher goal or calling. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe that's... There's always a better version of ourselves. Yeah, maybe that's optimistic or whatever. But like even people who aren't like out there creating art, I think they create other things, communities or... You know, say someone builds houses, they can create spaces that are beneficial to other people or say they, you know, are creating experiences for their families. I mean, everybody's creating something. And so when you want to live on the higher plane, I think it will be difficult. Hmm. So even if you're a nine to fiver working at a bank, there are aspects of your life where you're being called to do something better for yourself or for your family. And it's going to be difficult. And the, tr- the inner troll is going to say, ah, you can't do that, or it's too much money, or it's, t- it's too much time, and you just don't have the energy. And that's an automatic negative thought that will hold you back from living a better life. And it's funny that you say that, because I think people think negatively about where they are in their life. People say, well, my band is only a local band. Sure. Or I'm just a bank teller. I'm not on Wall Street. Or I'm 35 or, and I'm not married and I don't have kids. So nobody me. loves me. Right. What happens is, is I think the negative thoughts creep in. And this is just me. And you think, oh, I want everyone to share in my negativity right now. And that's going to make me feel better. Misery loves company. What's a real easy thing to do? Call someone on the phone and start talking shit, right? <laughs> yeah. And that makes you feel good for yeah. about 10 minutes. Yeah, sure. Well, it validates your negative thoughts. And you're really, instead of investigating if they're actually true, you're basically becoming a megaphone for these ants in your brain. How come we were never taught to not 
do this. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think we were taught to do this. Uh, really? Yeah, you know, like human nature is to gossip and it's often passed down uh, generationally and in families and whatnot. Um, just negative, negative thinking and negative talking about other people. That's probably a big part of this. Having my firstborn son coming of age, sure. I don't want him to grow up with a negative surrounding right. mindset. Right. Dad, I want him to think the world is wonderful or it isn't, but you decide and then you go out. Right. And you live that way. I want my daughters to understand that perspective is everything. They have a choice about yeah. what perspective they want to hold. If you want to have a negative perspective or a negative attitude, that is your choice. But you can also choose a positive perspective and an optimistic outlook on life. So it's like that cheesy quote, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whether you think you're happy or you're sad, right. you're right. That's the pop psychology of... of positivity you know it sells because it works i went to another level with it though i I read a couple articles about how your gut health is a big part of your happiness sure sure and your chemical reaction so i do believe health plays a part of this you can't sit around on the couch all day eating you know processed food and expect to feel happy yeah you remember uh supersize me the documentary where he eats uh mcdonald's every day for uh a month and by the end of it he's having like insomnia anxiety like all this emotional stuff, just being aggravated and feeling like dirt because he's not getting the yeah. nutrients that he needs. And he's eating all these GMOs and whatnot and toxins or whatever. You you probably know yeah. more about that than I do. But Well, I mean, I just think that it's a two-part battle. Some people say, oh, it's only mental. Like I go to my therapist and they tell me everything I need to know and then I'm fine. And then I can go home and eat McDonald's and drink 10 beers and wake up in the morning. But it's like... Right. Basically, the article I read said 80% of your body is like serotonin. Right. And melatonin comes from your gut. Yeah. So your your brain needs these chemicals to function, and your main fuel tank is your gut, where it's all stored and, and produced in. Right. The article said that when they cut the vagus nerve in rats, which is basically the nerve between your brain and your gut, huh. those rats develop severe depression. Really? <laughs> Depressed because, rats? I know, right? You're like, how do they test that? I don't know. But, <laughs> but they just run into walls the whole time, right? <laughs> bong, bong, bong. Like, don't like, they don't eat anything. They're like on hunger strike. But it's like in your car, right? If you just take off three of your wheels, you're not getting very far. Right, right. right? You're saying it starts in the kitchen. And this is kind of what... what it can, anybody, a big part of it. Anybody who works out will say, too, like weight loss starts in the kitchen. Like you can do all this other stuff. You know, If you're talking about mental health, you can go see a therapist and um, read up on psychology and understand these cognitive behavioral stuff but if you're not feeding your brain the right nutrients you're not feeding your gut the right stuff to produce and that's all like serotonin. probiotics right and fermented foods and like kimchi, um raw yogurts oh dude i love i love that fermented uh, stuff yeah all that fermented stuff has all the bacteria the good bacteria and like cooking your food too hot kills the bacteria right. basically you need as much good bacteria in your gut as possible yeah and are you and feeling like your mental health are you feeling like this is changing the way that you're thinking or kind of a combination of of killing your i would in that? say if i didn't have these thoughts i probably wouldn't have started this podcast if i didn't make these changes and go for it wow Honestly, you would have just said, yeah, nah, it's not going to be good. We can't do it. Or I hate everyone. Everyone sucks. <laughs> I don't well, want no, them I mean, to be just... successful, so I'm not going to help them out. <laughs> I would go, okay, one of my favorite podcasts is Radio Lab, and we're never going to be as we're good as We're never going to be as good as Radio Lab. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Uh, and, and that's how it is. So, it's like, and, I'm not going to be as good as Zeppelin, man. Why, why do I want to make music? We're well, never going to be the it's Beatles. All... I mean, we can't be as good as the Beatles. We just can't be. So why would we ever make a, a song? 
That's that's the logic, right? <laughs> oh man, we could go all night on this. But here, maybe I'm having this weird thought. Maybe it's like this. Some people think life is just this long journey where you just kind of keep going. But every once in a while, you fall off the bike, but then you even forget how to ride the bike. Right. It's like Peter Pan, you know? He forgets he was even Peter Pan, what he used to do. And then the kids have to remind him, like, dude, no, you used to be this guy that did mm-hmm. this thing. Mm-hmm. And you used to live 100%. And he's like, oh, yeah, I used to know how to fly. I started a band. I had a, a lot of success, stopped, got in my hole, and just got sad and depressed because, mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm not this band guy anymore. I don't, what am I doing? Do I have any value? Yeah. And now I'm like, now I'm learning how to ride this damn bike again. I'm going to ride it and we're going to go for it. So when you're younger, it's, I think, I feel like for most people, it's less of a choice. Like you have all this adrenaline and all this testosterone, especially as a young male. Um, and it drives you to go and adventure and experience and go do things. And over time yeah. that kind of goes down naturally as you become an adult and it becomes mm. a choice. It's like, do you choose the adventure? Do you choose stepping out, being vulnerable, doing the difficult thing? Or is it just easier because not all the testosterone and adrenaline is there to not? And I feel like mm. when you choose to not is when you choose to allow the ants to come in and just say, nah, I can't, or it's too much, or I'm just not, we can't be the Beatles, so... I'm not going to yeah, make and, a record. And I think at first you have to lie to yourself. I really do. This is, this is the only time I advocate lying. Like, tell yourself the day is good. Tell yourself you're happy. Oh, tell sure. Tell yourself, like, lie to yourself and say, no, I'm, I'm happy right now. Right, right. Today's going to be a good day. And then I think, honestly, it's like working out. Remember when, it's like, the fit, first two weeks yeah. of working out? Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. But then you're like, then you get good at it. And it. then you're like, yeah. I like it. It's just, sure. I'm going to do it even though I don't feel like doing it. And then over time, it, you'll feel like doing it. Like I, someone, someone told me this. I'm, I'm probably some famous author that I'm misquoting and paraphrasing terribly. But the idea of loving your neighbor, you go, I can't love my neighbor. I can't go out and and actually mm-hmm. like love that person. I don't know. It might have been like C.S. Lewis even. Just go do it. If you do it, even if you don't want to do it, eventually you'll find yourself loving your neighbor, like in a real way. But you have to put yeah. yourself out there first. It takes the overcoming that hump first. Because in reality, if we all did love our neighbors well, we wouldn't have to try. It would just come naturally. Yeah. So you have to try at first to establish a relationship. And then you find, wow, warts and all, I actually do love this person because of the way you're treating them. And talked about like uh, Nazis in internment camps and stuff like that. So when you see someone get treated poorly, you're more likely to treat them poorly. Interesting. Versus, um, or if you treat like, someone poorly once, you're more likely to treat them poorly again. It's kind of like with uh, spousal abuse. Um, you know, it, it becomes a pattern. But you can break the pattern by treating someone who you think is even undeserving of proper or good treatment. You treat them well, and you create a pattern of thought where you're becoming someone who actually cares for them because you've made a decision to treat them well despite them being undeserving. Think about this in... in in modern terms, when we look at Instagram and we see our friends are having a good time or they're on vacation, like a good litmus test for your own spiritual, emotional health is do you go, wow, I'm so happy for them. They must be having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> or, or like what I did for uh, forever. It's like, fuck them. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. You are, like those you assholes. Are lame, my yeah. Friend. So, so yeah, that's, that's the thing is a great litmus test for your own um, mental health is, 
your own uh, self self esteem and security. If you want to know where you're where you're standing, well, how do you feel about your friend's success? Here's the thing, and this is what I wish I could go back and tell myself: you lose when you do that. Right. You only lose. You never win anything. All your friend Susie posts all these photos of her parties, mm-hmm. and you're pissed. You're just losing yeah. every time. Yeah. You're pissed. Exactly. So I think maybe my thought is if if life is a competition, you'll always lose. You'll right. always be losing when life is a competition. Absolutely. And it's not a competition. You, Everybody can win. We can we can wish everybody well. And actually you'll okay. live a better life when you do so. And when it is a competition, everything will piss you off. Every post, <laughs> every happy person and half of the world is going to be positive and happy, and especially on social media even if it's fake. And if someone's being fake about their life on social media, if you're a positive person, you're going to think, man, I hope they feel positive soon because all this fake negativity is just a sign that they're not happy and I hope they can become happy. Really wish the best Um, for them. And it sounds unreal. But honestly, life is not a competition because I lost for many years thinking it was. Like our band has to be bigger and better than other bands. And Mm -hmm. I lost that whole time. I'm back at it. Like I'm looking at our Facebook page. We had over 200,000 people engaged on our Facebook page for sure with this last week. If I was negative, there would be zero people engaged. <laughs> because you wouldn't have created right? anything, yeah. I wouldn't have done anything. Right. I would have stopped and given up. Right. And now there's a couple hundred thousand people who are into it. Right. Doing stuff. Right. We're going to add some uh, links in our show notes to some of the material and whatever about killing your ants from Dr. Raman. We'll also link in Sarai's blog post, which is we think is awesome because she's promoting uh, our podcast in a way. Um, as always, we appreciate your feedback on how we're doing. Uh, we're, we hope we're getting better. Uh, we love to hear from you guys. If you can send us an email uh, about anything on topic, off topic, whatever, don't email the trolls at gmail.com or go to trollspodcast.com and fill out the little survey thing there. As always, go to Patreon if you want to check us out and, and, and get some exclusive content. Patreon.com slash don't feed the trolls. Nate. Yeah. Do we have something to remind people to do before we leave? Yeah, don't feed the inner troll. Don't feed your inner inner troll. Because when you don't feed the inner troll, you can handle the outer trolls. Trust us. 